Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hard Nine podcast. Today is November the 19th, and not only is the hot stove heating up, it is legitimately lit Twitter on fire as of right now. Yeah, Aaron Nola, not going to be a Cardinal. I can't confirm for my sources. The perfect fit that we all thought we had with Aaron Nola is off the board, and it happened before Thanksgiving. So the the reactionary, I'm not going to get the reaction for Twitter is absolutely hilarious by the way so if you haven't like just take two minutes because any more than that will give you a headache but it is hilarious um it is funny that two episodes ago we were all in cardinals are signing yamamoto kyle comes on with us convinces us that arenola really is the perfect cardinal that we kind of had you and i had talked about before oh yeah that actually does make really good sense now we're maybe back are we back to yamamoto is that where we're looking i mean look here's the thing and the one thing i just want to say before we talk about anything else or whatever is, and I think it's so important. And I've seen a lot of people lot who are logical talk about it is that there is so much more to signing a free agent deal than just the team who gives you more money. And it, I don't think that people understand. I think the world of fantasy baseball, the world of MLB, the show, the world of fill in the blank has made people believe that people will, whoever free insert free agent name will just take the most money given when that's not necessarily ever the case. What's the first word of free agent? I mean, it does sound like it's free. Uh, the reason Kurt Flood created this was so players had control over their own career. That's Correct. the reason it was it happened. So obviously, if you're a player, like, <clears throat> just think about it like yourself. If you wanted to, and whatever you work in, if you don't want to leave a company and they're willing to pay you just maybe a little bit less than an outside company who's trying to bring you in, you're probably staying with that company that you're comfortable with. Like, everyone has their own choices. I mean, a lot of it, The this has benefited the Cardinals how many times where they get players on quote-unquote team-friendly deals? For the last 25 years. I mean, look at the, look at the first extension they gave Albert Pujols, where he stayed in the Cardinals through his entire prime. You you can go back to McGuire. Right, yeah. you can. I mean, Jim Edmonds literally, went once he goes in St. Louis, like told his agent to make it work and stay in St. Louis. You know, Matt, Matt Holiday, Holiday, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it happens countless times. So... I don't understand why when it's the opposite way, we don't take this into account. Like Don Arenado no. just opted out of an extra, I don't know, $50 million to stay in St. Louis. The the other take I'd like to get your take on that is out there that everybody seems to want to jump on now that, you know, the sky is falling, chicken little, we didn't get Aaron Nola, is that no one wants to come to St. Louis because they're not going to win. And you and I have talked about this probably, I think, off camera. But, like, pay attention, folks. Not every free agent is signing in Atlanta. Not every free agent is signing with the Dodgers. They're not signing with the Astros. Those are your recent champions, right? I mean, so outside of obviously this last year. But you know where they did sign two years ago? They went to Texas. Then they followed that up with another shot after Texas had been miserable for years. Look at Arizona. Arizona was in the in the uh, World Series. They didn't go out and sign a big free agent last year. That you, I mean, th- that they didn't do that. So this whole idea that team free agents are only going to go where they can win. did we not see the Mets sign everyone last year and they didn't make the playoffs again so I, I that's the one thing I don't understand can you can you got anything to, to think I I just don't understand that that take that they're not going to come the Cardinals guys are one year removed from winning the NL Central like it's not like this is a bad franchise on the downturn they had a bad year which in my mind right now is an anomaly and until we do it for another year or another year after that that's that's all it's going to remain it's just dumb. Like that take is just stupid because one, the Cardinals are known as like as a good organization that's well run and competitive every year. That's what they're known as. Everyone thinks of them that way. And Mosella came out and said 
that he was happy to see that he they were still a destination that players wanted to go to. And on top of that, Derek Gould the other day said that agents are sure are looking at the Cardinals that thinking that they they're saying they're going to be aggressive. And if they decide to actually be aggressive, a lot of people are going to go into go play with for them. So that it's all just stupid. It's just like dumb because no one else has said this. Like I've not seen one report that says players don't want to go to St. Louis. No one oh, said well, that. You think, I think the only one that we really honestly have is the Stanton one, right? Like that's literally on, on record. The yeah. only guy that I know of, I'm not saying there aren't more, but, but the idea that it's, that's no one wants to come to it's hilarious to me because we had a bad year. Like again, Texas went out and signed Corey Seager and Simeon and yes, they paid. I understand that. But the Rangers were coming off dismal years. Then they go out and they add DeGrom and they add Eval. Like players will go where they feel comfortable, where they feel wanted, and where they get paid. That's what it comes down to. And then obviously wanting a chance to win is always there. But to, to think that St. Louis does not give all three of those to a player is incredibly short sighted, in my opinion. Yeah, I just don't even understand it. It's just like people are coping ahead of time for us not getting anyone. Like, that's um, what it feels like. And back to Nola. It. I know you're going to feel the same way. I'm pumped for him. He obviously was incredibly happy in Philadelphia. He got, I mean, my God, he got paid seven years. What was 160, 150 million? 172. 170. Okay, 170 million. That's almost 20, 25 a year, if my math is correct. That's kind of where we kind of thought he was going to land. Uh, in and in I don't know what Aaron Nola's family situation is like. I don't know if they love it in Philly. I don't know if he lives there full time. I honestly have no idea there, so I'm not even going to speculate on that. But it sure felt like when you're in a clubhouse with a group of guys that you're comfortable with, they're going to pay you market value and you have a shot to win. I don't think that it was the Cardinals didn't do something. I think it was just that Aaron Nola ended up staying where he wanted. And this whole, like, you're going to have to outspend. I mean, if the if Mo would have gone on and given him seven years, 200 million, people would have lost their absolute minds for giving Aaron Nola 30 million for seven years. Do you agree? Yeah, I think a lot of it is. Like Mo even said today that the agent told him that this was happening, which means they were in on him. Like it means right. they were in on him trying right. to get him. Yeah. So for me, like I am happy for Aaron Nola, good for him. But if you're the Cardinals, like, and you're gonna spend up closer to two hundred million, if that's what it would have taken to get him away from Philly, go after the twenty five year old. Agreed. Like go after the twenty five year old sensation who's probably going to be better than Nola, probably. Yeah. Well, we don't know that. I mean, I'm not gonna like again. That's more speculation. But I am. I'm in full agreement. With the 25 year old, if we're going to like, like I wanted Aaron Nola, but you and I had talked, I think on here, but also obviously off air, but seven years is a long time for a 31 year old pitcher. It just is. I'm not, we were not against it. I was just saying that was a risk. That was always going to be a risk when you were looking at that. Um, However, like I said, I'm pumped for him. He obviously wanted to be there. He didn't need to leave. Like I'm happy that like, and good on the Phillies for keeping him for not just letting him go and saying, we'll try to replace you keeping he and Wheeler and Suarez and those guys there, I think that, I mean, the Phillies are built to, they're built to last right now. So, you know, that window is still very wide open, I believe. Well, and, really, and I, they're in, do what? I said, really, I think they're built to suck in like four years, but. Potentially, I'm talking about the short, I'm talking about the short Yeah, the term. next couple of years are going to be really good, but yep. they're setting themselves up to where if they don't win soon, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's move on. All right, let's move on because Aaron Nola is now Bef- out Before of our... we move on, there was something yeah, okay, else I wanted sure. to ask you. Do you think he's just, he just set the market? You know, we always say first guy that signs sets the market. Aaron Nola just signed seven years under 25 a year because my math's right, 25 a year would be 175, right? Correct, correct. So he's upwards like 24 of 24. And a half. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's upwards mm-hmm. of 24 million a year, which is right. I mean, I thought he was going to get closer to 30 a year. 
So yeah. that sets the market. Like Yamamoto is going to get more. We all knew this, but I don't know if he's going to get way more. So I don't know if he's going to get seven years for 32 AAV. It might be seven for 30, which is still, mm-hmm. that's $40 million more than Aaron Ola just signed for. So he could have just set the market in the Cardinals' favor. Agreed. And I think in a lot of teams' favor, I almost wonder what the what the uh, union thinks. Like They probably wanted him to get more and go out on that open market. But what it tells you is he didn't want to go out too far on the open market. He probably had, again, speculating. I hate to do that, but he probably had a small list of teams that he was interested in maybe potentially going to. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the Cardinals were one of those. Sounds like maybe the Braves were one of those. We don't know. I mean, until that comes out. But it sounds like Phillies was number one. And then... If somebody blew him out of the water, potentially, but I don't even know if that would have mattered. I don't even know if a team blows him out of the water. He may still have gone back to Philly. Like yeah. we just, those are things we'll never know, nor do we need to know. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think setting the market, that number is probably pretty good for the Cardinals and not really mm-hmm. great for maybe some of the other free agent pitchers who are, who are looking at, I mean, you could argue that outside of Yamamoto because of his age, Aaron Nola was tier number one along with Blake Snell, right? I mean, that's that, that, he's better, and he's way better, and he's way better than Blake Snell, in my Agreed. Opinion. So, so you know, yeah. The I think thing that's, that's could, interesting I mean, to me about this is, I think saying the market's almost a fictitious thing, because here's the thing: if if Nola's gone off the market now, I don't think when teams are bidding for Yamamoto, they're going to say, "Well, we can't go above what Nola got to get him." Agreed. You know what I mean? I agree. So I don't even know if that's a real thing. I really don't Come- because. If Yamamoto and if the Mets are really in on Yamamoto, they're not going to stop just because Aaron Nola <laughs> signed for 170. Like that's not going to happen. Can we talk about Yamamoto realistically here a little bit? I, two weeks ago, two podcasts ago, I said I still think there's a really good. I think there's a really good shot to Cardinals sign him just because of that international market. Like it's something most talked about, and I think Kyle talked about it on here about how they're they're wanting to really be more aggressive in that international market. Maybe maybe Kyle talked about it. Or maybe I read him say some something. Somewhere in the lines like that happened. I think that's a really good thing for them. But let's talk about that a little bit. And I've said, I think, honestly, it's probably down to St. Louis and Boston. And I'll stick by that. I, to me, I mean, obviously, you 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 can address this, but his agent doesn't love New York. Uh, the Yankees, to me, make no sense because they have no offense. They, I mean, if they're and they have pitching, like they got Rodon, they've got Cole, they've got Frankie Montas potentially coming back. Oh, they they got. Oh, is he not back? Is he out for He's another a free year? Agent. Oh, okay. So my apologies. I did not realize that. So they do have Nestor Cortez but they, and correct. some people. Um, Clark Severino. Is he a free agent also? Yeah. Okay. But they've got they got I just don't see them spending all their re, a lot of those resources on another arm. I could be wrong. I could totally be wrong. And I just feel like the Mets are an absolute fucking dumpster fire. That like I that just to me doesn't make sense. The Red Sox. I, we don't know what they're going to spend. And you you said this to me, I think, yesterday. We haven't heard Henry talk about that. Like, we, John Henry, we don't know what he's going to spend. But it, the Cardinals, it just seems like it's one of those two. And, and all along, I thought he'd go to one of the coasts just because, to me, that's really good for baseball to have the international guys on the coast where you can really, you know, bring in MLB, like that that love into the game. But St. Louis, I mean, while not on a coast, not a bad place to be. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a, a, one of the, the – top two winning franchises in, in baseball of all time and the relationship as he's out there playing golf with Lars Newbar. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting factors that work and they're kind of coming together to work in the Cardinals favor for this one guy. Like for example, Joe Wolf Cardinals have a great relationship with Joe Wolf. He's Yamamoto. I mean, he's Arnado's agent. He's Newbar's agent. He's Helsley's agent now. And he tried to get Stanton to want to come to St. Louis because he's Stanton's agent, agent as well. So that's working in their favor. Then they've got, the fact that they the last 12 months, they've really put a lot of work into the international market with Slater and um, the scout they just hired over there that um, all, all have really good relationships with orcs. Apparently, Slater 
has is the only guy that has two international. I mean, two rings for um like Japan, the NPB, and for um the World Series. One with the Cardinals and one with Oryx. So the team y'all know is coming from. And I, for me, I don't know what your take on this would be. But if you're Bill Dewitt and you're spending all this money on you know scouts going over there, on all that all the the money that it costs to be have a presence over there in Asia, it's not an easy thing to accomplish. And you've accomplished that. At some point, I'm going to think you want your um, investment to pay off in a player. And what's a better time than for that to pay off with uh, the best pitcher to maybe ever come over from Japan? Agreed. I agree. Like I, and it just, uh, the stars seem aligned, but I go back to what we talked about there, Nola. It really is in like the ball is legitimately in Yamamoto's court. Like that's mm-hmm. going to be, there's obviously money involved. There's posting fee involved. Did you tell, say he posts tomorrow? Is that what we heard? What I read was that he plays in a, they're <clears> going <throat> to officially post on tomorrow, but I don't, but someone said they can't start negotiating until Tuesday, but it's in the okay. next two days they can start receiving okay. offers. Um, It does just, <clears throat> excuse me. It does just seem like, that the stars are aligned, that if Mo does want to spend, and I understand, I, I trust me, guys. I understand the, what to win. I understand the pest. That's great. Thank you for correcting me on that. The pessimism. I understand it. Like I've been, we've been pessimistic about things we've done for years with, with not going after and, and reestablishing the market. However, it does, it does sound like this is like potentially his time. Do you know what I mean? Potentially that this could be it. This could be his swan song right here for Mo and to win. Yeah, it seems like it's it's just so perfect. Like, like I they're never gonna be in the, they might never get this opportunity again to have the new bar connection with Yamamoto and everything else working in your favor to get this star to come to your team. Because there's gonna be other players that come over here that really want to go to New York, that re- like Kodai Singa did, that really want to go to LA, like Shohei Otani did. There's been no indication that Yamamoto's that same way. A lot of people are assuming that which to me is weird to just assume that all Japanese players are the same. Like, let's not do that. They're different. Like, um, Udarvish went to Texas. He did not go to a coast. People, mm-hmm. they're all different. They're all different people. But it's just all working in their favor to at least get their foot in the door to where if they give a competitive offer, he might accept it because of Newt Bar, because Joe Wolf's going to probably tell him, who, by the way, Joe Wolf played for the Cardinals. I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know that either. Who's probably going to be That's good journalism. To... Thanks. Um, these people are probably going to be able to at least entice him to take your offer if you're in the ballpark of everybody else. Now, none of this matters at all if they're not in the ballpark of everybody else. If they're $20 million less, but they say, oh, we have a new bar here. No, no. And here's the interesting thing to me as well. Like now that Nola's off the board, in my mind, their top two targets, like if they could pick, I always, I've thought it's Nola and Yamamoto the whole time. Those are their top two guys they probably want to go after. One of them's gone. Don't mess around. When he's posted, if you want him, say make yeah. him turn down seven years two ten first day I agree. one. I make agree. him turn down. I agree. Say this, hey, we have this offer for you. You need to accept it quickly, or we need to move on. Seven yep. years two ten, and you can counter if you want. Yep, I agree one hundred percent with you. Um, by the way, to everybody out there in YouTube land, Apple, Spotify, wherever you are listening, thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate you. As you can tell, uh, the mighty backdrops of Caleb have changed. He's back here in the five hundred four. So we got the my old. My old situation there. Um, so yeah, back here. Also, new new glasses. I got new glasses. I can finally see you through the screen. But instead of doing this like every every two minutes, I finally can see. Uh, but but for those of you listening, if you could hit that subscribe button, we're incredibly close to five hundred. We'd love to get there, and then obviously a thousand is is the key. But thank you so much. But if you could hit that subscribe button, we would greatly appreciate that. Let's move on from Yamamoto. Before we do that, before oh, we do okay. that, okay. But I know, but I think this is like the biggest conversation happening right now with Yamamoto. So I didn't want to move on yet. No, no, that's that. fine. 
But um, with Nola signing, I think this another thing that bodes well for the Cardinals. I think they were probably split between Nola and Yamamoto. Like there have been reports that in the front office there was like half that one in Nola, half that one in Yamamoto. The fact that Nola signs the day before Yamamoto's posted, and now you don't even have to worry about him being a fallback option, like that to me raises a likelihood by like at least fifteen percent of them being able to get him. Because I don't think they're gonna mess around. What I also think raises the the um percentage is there's no draft pick tied. It's only money. And I that's easy for me to say, right? I'm not a but I'm also not a billionaire. So when you for the first time in the last since the Tony years, the Cardinals have are gonna have a top ten draft pick. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, they're gonna potentially have a top I mean, with the lottery, who knows where they're going to end up. They could get the number one. But that that's not just in the first round. That's then for every other round. No. So no. that so the way it works is the lottery's for the first round. And if they so if they were to get the number one overall pick in the first round, then they the, when this when it goes to the second round, they slot back to their um but their my, I understand, rating. but it's still top ten. That's what I'm saying. No, it's I'm just still, clarifying that they're getting yeah, yeah. okay, the thank you for six overall pick in the second round. Yeah. My point was it's still an incredibly high pick for every round. Yeah, I'm just, I don't I'm know just that clarifying. they're willing on on a team that's really working to develop. I don't I don't know that they're willing to give up mm-hmm. a I, a pick like that for a guy like Blake Snell or somebody like that. To me, yeah. I'm going to tell you what I think the stars are aligning for. It's Yamamoto and Montgomery. Those are two guys you don't have to give a pickup for. Mm-hmm. That the familiarity now again, Jordan Montgomery might want to go back to New York. Jordan Montgomery might want to go back to Texas. Jordan Montgomery might want to go somewhere else. It just feels like that's I mean, could you imagine that's a lot of innings you're adding to your staff, right? I mean, for yeah. for the for the number that they were looking at, and you're not giving up a draft pick. You now have that that great first round draft pick, potentially incredibly high. But then you're set up for every to really go out and get some guys to bring in who, whether they're college guys or whatever. I mean, I think that kind of tends to be their focus right now. It seems to be that they can bring in to develop, and the next thing you know, that pipeline to the MLB could be a lot quicker for some of these guys. The interesting part about this Nola signing is I think it's obvious that Cardinal, if you were to look at who the Cardinals have connected to the most, who they apparently want the most, it seems like now they're it's Yamamoto and Gray. Um, Which I'd and, be fine with, by the way. Yeah, but I also think, like, are the Cardinals really excited about the idea of giving up a draft pick for Sonny Gray? Right. I don't know the answer to that, but I would assume not really. So that's another reason why you go harder for him. For me, you know where I really think they might go? I think Lucas Giolito makes a lot of sense. And I, I've been, he's you're been a guy. Oh, you're back on I've been it. off of it for a long time. I know. And I looked at more of the numbers. He had the second highest strikeout rate among any um, free agent behind Blake you Snell. Just, you just made Mike Godard's day. Shout out, Mike, by the way. Yeah. You, just made, you just made his day because this is what he has been saying for three months, I believe. Yeah, and I think he's going to get 15-ish a year, maybe up to 17. We'll see where the market goes. But he's not getting 20. I would be surprised if he got 20 a year. And if you go get Yamamoto and he's, well, let's just say $30 million, um, if you go get, you know, Giolito on top of that, then you still have 15-ish to play with because we'll talk about why they save more money in a second here. But to me, that would be like you're signing two guys with a lot of upside there. You've got Michaelis, who's a stabilizing presence. You've got Mats, who is kind of a wild card, if we're all being honest here. And then I think that's when you look at you have 15 million left, you can go get a flyer on, you know, Luis Severino or whoever that that guy is for you. Like they have options now. Or it's Zach Thompson. No, they need to get a guy to kind of compete with him. Zach Thompson, in my opinion, Zach Thompson should be competing for the fifth spot, not giving it. You know, it's interesting. You talk about Max. Like, and we don't have to get too deep into the weeds about this, but last year I was wrong. 
but I thought he was going to have that bounce back year last year. I could have been a year two. It could, I mean, he could be a guy that you get the the one every other or every third year of Steven Math. It could be this year. Like that, that I mean, that is something that we I don't feel like a lot of people yeah. are talking about. It's because the two years we've had of Steven Math's not been very good. And a lot Steve of that flashes. I also think a lot of that also I think is because you the Cardinals can't bank on that. That'd be I that'd agree. be malpractice in my opinion. I'm that's not where I was going with that. I'm not saying bank on it. I'm saying though, he could be one of those guys who does step up out of I mean, that's what you signed him for yeah. two years ago. That could be a guy all of a sudden, all of a sudden Steven Matz is rolling. Now, now you're looking at a, not just a good rotation, but an incredibly solid rotation. Um, though can I tell you that my biggest concern? Yeah. You okay there? What are you doing? Sorry, I realized I didn't have a kicker in my fantasy football league. I had to put him in. Um, my biggest concern is they miss out on Yamamoto mm-hmm. and then they do something like the Cardinals have done in the past with the knee jerk reactions. And all of a sudden we're trading one of our top young players for a pitcher. That's if my I'm, biggest concern. I'm going to be honest with you. That's my, yeah, biggest if concern. I'm going to be honest with you that though, though, that's what you're going to have to do. If you don't get Yamamoto, that's another reason to go harder for him. You can't don't miss out on him. Cause here's the thing. I, I don't want to trade any of them. But I also don't want to get in a spot where we miss out on Yamamoto too, and then it's Blake Snell. And I don't really want to give Blake Snell whatever he's going to get because I don't think he's going to be worth it. Like, I am so anti-signing Blake Snell. I hope he gets all the money in the world, and I hope he's happy wherever he goes that's not St. Louis. Because he is like – I could not think of a worse fit for what the Cardinals need right now than a guy I, I don't who, know that, but – Dude, he he walks everybody. What happens does. when you're 34 and you're walking everybody? Yeah. When you're not 31 throwing 98, what happens? They all score. And I don't want to be dealing with that. So Blake Snell, I Blake Snell makes a lot of sense for a team that has like even like the Phillies. Like if you have guys that are workhorses like Wheeler and you have um Nola to get a guy in there that's not going to throw two hundred innings, but is going to give you some electric stuff for five. He makes a lot of sense for a guy for a team that already has those guys. The Cardinals need need the first guys. They need the Wheeler and the Nola. That's what they need. They don't need the complementary piece to those two, which is what I think Snell kind of is. Snell's the only two time Cy Youngwood winner that in my lifetime. That I could that I don't consider an ace or anywhere close to it, to be quite honest. Because I don't agree with you. Just not I get it. I I get it. I don't necessarily agree with you. If the Cardinals went out and signed Blake Snell, I would not be mad. That's what I'll say. I, I'm, I'm not saying be mad, but it wouldn't work. It it wouldn't work, especially with our outfield defense the way that it is right now. Like that's not a good. You that's cannot very, put that yeah. many people on on base. You just can't. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Good point. Um, anything else you want to go through, through the free agent market? Because obviously you know what's going to happen. Like tomorrow, something big is going to happen, and then we're going to have to be right back where we are right now. Well, I hope something big happens soon for the Cardinals. Although hopefully, no, hopefully it's not tomorrow. Sorry, yeah. hopefully it's Tuesday. There we go. There we go. Do you? No, okay. Let's get into the non-tenders because that conversation is going to bleed well, more into what if? Spend. What if the Cardinals sign Yama? No, sign somebody tomorrow night at nine o'clock while we're watching Killers of the Flower Moon. Sign who? I don't know, but that would be terrible. That would be like the worst timing of all time. time yeah, that'd be I'd be watching a Martin Scorsese movie, so I'd be content. So you'd be okay. Your phone would be put yeah, away. Be okay you wouldn't it. even know. You wouldn't even know what was happening no. until you got out of there. If you all get right. your phone out, if you bring your phone out in a movie theater with Martin Scorsese movie on, you should never go back to the movies. So that's yeah. my opinion. Agreed. 100%. We'll be, hey, we'll be able to get a crowd tomorrow night. Britannia Theater, great, great theater. We'll be able to get a good crowd. Plus, it's 8 o'clock, and it's a three-and-a-half-hour movie. Not a lot of not a lot of people going to be there, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Either. Okay. All right. Um. So, yeah, let's move on to the non-tenders because, obviously, coming into today, that was the biggest news of of uh, Cardinal baseball until, obviously, the Aaron Nola stuff hit and then moving into, you know, the Yamamoto stuff can potentially. Um, you kind of you kind of called it. Uh, 
who you thought they would would non-tender outside of Andrew Kisner. Um, I think that was a surprise to everyone. Outside of that, anybody else on that list surprise you? What are your thoughts? Um, saving what almost eight million by non-tendering those guys? Is yeah, that I read. Uh, three and a half. Yeah, around seven. Around yes, seven. Yeah, seven um, point something. It said. It. They all surprised me because I didn't think the crowds were going to do it. Like, I thought they needed to do it, but I didn't think they were going to do it. And I think it says a lot about where they're at right now. Of hey, we need to change something. Like this didn't work. 91 losses. We need to get guys out of here. Now, the guy that surprised me the most was Juan Yepes. Um, That seems like a mutual parting to me. Mm-hmm. It seems like there weren't enough opportunities and they couldn't trade him. No one wanted him really because he wasn't very good at AAA last year. So they just said, okay, just go. You're a free agent. Go figure it out. Because to me, like there are so many guys on that roster that they would have chosen Yepes over. Like I think they would have chosen Yepes over Gomez. Like if they had to come down to it, so it feels like that was mutual. Which whatever, I hope Juan goes and takes control of his Me own career. Me too. Me too. Because he deserves he deserves a good look. He's a good hitter. Um, Andrew Kisner was shocking to me. I did not see that coming because I, I thought at least they were gonna be they'd be able to trade him. But I guess they won it. And also, I want to address that as well. I saw a lot of people saying they could have traded these guys. No, or they would have. Like no, they wouldn't have. Boom. Thank like, you. That's not true because. They waited until the deadline. Like we didn't get an announcement until after the deadline had passed of who was not tendered. That means they were working up until the deadline Correct. to figure out if they could move any of these guys. Which, One which because everyone was reporting, by the way. Yeah, and the Cardinals also like they're an organization that likes to treat their players well. It's a much better situation for any of those players if they're traded than if they're cut. Much better. Mm-hmm. So that is what that is. I'm not upset that they didn't trade any of them. I think they tried. They couldn't, which kind of tells you about you know the value of the players that you got rid of if you couldn't trade them. In my opinion. Um, Agreed. The Dakota Hudson news is huge to me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, okay, this is going to be my ignorance. All right. So I will start, I'll preface it with that. If we were to trade Dakota Hudson, all right, right before the the non-tender deadline, does the team who trades for him, are they on the hook for then that 4 million of his contract? Because to me, that's why nobody traded for Dakota Hudson. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay. All right. So that I assumed that that was obviously how it went, but I just wanted to make Mm -hmm. sure that the non-tender wasn't different from anything different like that because that's exactly why no one, I mean, why would you trade, give up an asset, no matter who it is for a guy that you could then go out and sign. It would have been cash. It would have been cash. Had to be, would have had to have been right. That's the only thing that would have made yeah. sense. Okay. Um, the, the Kisner thing makes the Pajes thing like makes sense like that. Yeah. Now, it, I mean, not that, it, you know, Kyle came on here and we talked about the, the insurance. I think that's what Kyle, how he explained it was kind of like an insurance for them. Um, I, I'm also think it's interesting to, to listen to things he said, when he was on here with us about how they, I think they still have some work to do on that 40 man roster. There's still a lot of dead spots on that 40 man roster. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, but the, the, there's no need to get upset about it now. Like let's wait until we get to They're, they're obviously going to bring in guys for on minor league contracts. They're going to bring in guys at spring training on, on potential major people. league contracts. Correct. Correct. So, you know, the people were getting all up in arms. I let's wait, but I think Kyle made some really good points, but that pie thing now makes a lot more sense to now you have three catchers on, the 40 man roster, which is what they've always tended to do. Yeah. And also to me, these moves don't happen <laughs> if they're not intending on spending nearly every single dollar that they have allotted to them in their budget, which Agreed. is reported around 200 million. It could be over. It could be slightly under, yeah. you know, it could be 195. It could be 210. I don't know, but whatever it is, you don't, you don't get rid of Dakota Hudson unless you need that $4 million to be quite honest. Like you just don't, you don't get rid of Andrew Kisner unless you need the $2 million. Mm-hmm. So I think they're, they're setting up to be like, we're, we have a budget where we need to get up to this budget, exactly up to the budget, if we want to uh, improve our team the way we want to do it. 
which is mean means they're gonna have to spend all of it. But right now, Dad, they're sitting at sixty-ish million to spend reportedly, yes. maybe even more than that, sixty-three. It's something like that before Tyler O'Neill, who I think we all assume probably not gonna be here next year, so knock another five off. So they're gonna be sitting at one thirty-five. Like they're they're gonna have a lot of money to spend. Um. Also, shout out to Ivan Herrera. Like that, unless yeah. unless there's something out there in the weeds yeah. that we don't know about. Sounds to me like he, they're going to say, this is our guy. Like, this is our... That's what Mo said today. Okay, good, good. I didn't get to listen to it. I know yeah. you had listened to it. So good. That's awesome. I mean, I'm incredibly excited for him. I'm incredibly excited to get to see him get maybe 200 at-bats. I don't I don't know what that number looks like, but I'm incredibly excited. I mean, he's 23. Like, the future mm-hmm. with him, That that's awesome for him to finally commit. They must have really liked what they see. Because here's the thing. Kisner got shit on so badly. And like Kyle said, unwarranted. Like catching is so, un- completely unwarranted catching is so difficult and being a backup catcher even harder than being a big league like catcher he will he will catch on with somebody and they will be incredibly happy to have him as their backup catcher that's what i will say um i i I was a kids fan he hit everywhere he was at in the minor leagues when you don't get regular playing time it's very tough to become in a an elite let alone productive hitter at the major league level he's going to sign on somewhere dakota hudson's going to sign on somewhere um, but I'm pumped to see Yvonne Herrera here. Hold on, we got news. Oh, got breaking news? Not not good news. <laughs> not good news. Um, per Derek Gold, Cardinals never got to the point of making an offer to Aaron Nola or meeting with the pitcher. They were not a team that actively engaged in trying to lure him away from returning to the Phillies. Well, okay, so that could be one of – we can take that one of three ways. And I'll let you tell me what you want to take it as after I fill that in. One, they're going all in on Yamamoto and Nola was – that like. Th- there was one guy on their target. It was like, now let's hope it's not the David Price thing all over again, where when you miss the only guy on there, then you have to react. Like, so let's hope that's not the thing. That That's one. Two, there would have been discussions within an agency somewhere where essentially Aaron Nola's agent said, he's going back to Philly. So what there was, that's the other reason. Or three, we're screwed. Yeah. So also I'm not going to edit this and edit out all the shit we said earlier, because I don't want to go back and do that. So if you're at no, this point there's right no need now, to. It, because it's changed right now. Hold on. If you're right. at this point right now and you're saying all that stuff you said earlier wasn't true. Sorry. You, you, at least you stayed. <laughs> um, if you got out because you were mad at us, sorry. But um, yeah, so my take on that is one, they either didn't want to be used for leverage, which they don't. They've said this multiple times that they don't like being used for leverage. They don't want to be a team that's in their bidding thinking they're going to get him when ultimately he's just, they're just using him. They make the Phillies pay more money, right? Like they don't like being that team, which I don't blame them. It's stupid. Like a way it's a waste of time for you. Your job is not to get players paid. It's not the team's job. But my also reaction to that is, um, uh Oh, like, honestly, like, uh Oh, cause I don't, it's not, if the Cardinals are banking that much on, Yamamoto signing with them. Maybe that means they know he's interested. I don't know. But if that's the way that we can view this, where they're just going all in on Yamamoto, I think that's stupid to just go all in on one player. Because if you don't get him, you're screwed. But Which... or, or it means that they're not at the top of the market. But I don't believe that. I don't believe that to be the case. I think they might have gotten an indication early that Aaron Nola wasn't coming to St. Louis. That's, that's my that would be my that's read. where I would lean. And and if that's the case, then you know they don't want to waste their time. Like, right. And I don't blame them. Like they have other more important things to do than to help a player get paid more money. Agreed. 100%. So uh, those of you who stayed with us after we said what we said for the first 20 minutes, thank you. We appreciate you. I, hey, I go back to you, though. We didn't say anything wrong. Like, we were reacting to the news of the moment. That's what you have to do. Prisoner of the moment is the is the phrase for a reason. Um, oh, uh, one thing I want to tell you also, Connor Thomas back with the Cardinals. So obviously they they, they cut him, DFA'd him, and then signed him back. So good awesome. for Connor and good for the Cardinals. 
I wonder if that I was thinking about that the other day. I wonder if they go they a lot of times they cut guys like Packy and Connor because those are the two guys they cut and they're back. Um, and they have a conversation before, like, hey, if you guys are healthy and doing good things, we'll put you back on and you'll make a date and you'll come back with us. Like, I wonder if I, those conversations they have. I think it's naive to believe that those do not exist. So I would I say agree. you're probably, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, I've not been in that situation, but I do would say I think it's naive to believe that those do not happen. Yeah, I think that's what they tried to do with Freddie Pacheco last year when they DFA'd him while he was injured and they were hoping he was going to come back. And then he didn't clear waivers and went to Detroit, who, by the way, just cut him again. Like, he just, he's out there again. The Cardinals want him back. Yeah. Um, so I do think those conversations happen. The only wrench that can really be thrown into it is, you know, a team scooping him up, which doesn't right. happen all that often. Right. But it's almost like it's almost like a safety net for the player too. Hey, if no one scoops you up, we'd like to bring you back. So mm-hmm. then the player, like, then you're giving that player like insurance. You know, like that's. Yeah. A, I think that's a good thing too. If, Especially if with Packy, because Packy's healthy. Like he'll probably be back in the major leagues sometime next year if he's healthy. So, um, one thing we haven't talked a lot about on here. Is Craig Council going to the Cubs? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's been a lot of freak out from Cardinal fans to like. I, I think the Cubs are going to spend money. We've talked about that. That I mean, that's a that's an, that's a market that has a lot of money. They can spend a lot of money. I think they will spend a lot of money. Um, Craig Council staying in the division was kind of hoping he would leave. He is such a very good manager. But here's the thing: like to be fair, the Milwaukee Brewers have not won anything. They haven't even made it to the World Series. I'm not blaming Craig Council for that. Please understand that I'm not doing that. But it's not like that's another a guy who has three rings that's staying in the division. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine. I think it's much to do about nothing. I'm happy for Craig that he's getting paid what he probably deserves. That's good. I'm happy that he's with a team who's going to spend money. He deserves that. Like managers deserve that. But I don't think that Craig Council going to the Cubs, maybe I'm wrong, but it's a massive game changer for the Chicago Cubs and the NL Central. The only thing it is is it signifies that they're going all in because they paid him $40 million. Agreed. Like, you don't do that if you're not going to build a good team around yep. him. But I think the Cardinal, the Cubs going out there and being aggressive and spending money is great for the Cardinals because they've Push always been the team. They've always been the team that says, let's try and win the NL Central. Well, if the other teams in the NL Central are getting to the point of being close to as good as the teams in the NL East, if that happens and the Cubs are, you know, a 95-1 team in the next two years, whatever – the Cardinals are going to have to try to win an NL Central, but also be a 95 to 101 team in the, in the mm-hmm. same process. That's a good thing. If the Cubs, like, I honestly think one of the best things that could happen for the Cardinals is today after Nolo goes away is for Shohei Otani to sign with the Cubs today. Like, I think that would be one of the best things for the Cardinals because then they'd be like, oh, and then you'd have to go all in on Yamamoto. Yeah, that's have a no really choice. good point. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But I, I would love it. Saying. I'd get to see him more often. Yeah, like, I would. I, I think he'd hit 15. Well, we were supposed to see him in season. Houston. I was sick, but I would love. I, I think the rivalry would be great if Yamamoto was a Cardinal and Otani was a Cub. Oh, I think that'd be, be the best the rivalry's oh been my in my God, life. Could you imagine that rivalry again? That'd be awesome. That would. Be, I love that. By the way, that's good. Well, did you just come up with that on your own, or you've been thinking about this? Like, no, I've been thinking about it for like three your weeks. High I've been thinking about it for like three weeks. This man, this man, and I drank Fallbergs last night that had to have been sitting in a cooler for since they changed their name like from Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> literally i thought my mouth was bleeding at one point i said, and I was like, I said that too <laughs> i was like okay i have to but, but the deal was so good that we could not turn them down when you're getting a dollar beer you just drink dollar beers at the dive bar so that's what we did but i had to i had to move on to a, the much up higher upscale beer of miller high life from there so we were good after that boy and then we had chorizo tacos boy my st- and now we're going to a po'boy fest our stomachs might explode tonight yeah that's fine Okay. Um, so uh, my my uh my choice for Kyle's poll might change in about six hours. 
Uh, so um, two things I want to ask you about, and then we can do whatever whatever you want to talk about. What's your, what's your interest level if you're the Cardinals on Brandon Woodruff? High, very high, as high as it can be. Okay. I would give him the Tyler Glass now deal of last year, which is two years, $30 million. I'm giving you five in year one to maybe pitch an, uh, 100 innings. I mean, maybe pitch 40 innings if you're healthy by the end of the year, but I'm giving you 25 for 2024. I'm mean, 2025, sorry. If he's willing to sign that, I'm doing it. Like, I, I just am. And I'm committing that money for next year, and we'll figure out all the money stuff later. But that's that's a number one. Like, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns steals the okay. show in, in Milwaukee because of how great he is because Corbin Burns is a top three pitcher on the planet probably. But Brandon Woodruff, if Corbin Burns wasn't there, Brandon Woodruff would be viewed in the same light, I think, because he's that good when he's on the I field. Agree. I think that's – I think that, and I like the way that you – like, I, that would be a great structure of a contract. Yeah, and maybe even an option, a team option for our club, our mutual option for year three. Like that's not a bad way to go. That's either. also dad. Like a lot of things, Derek. The the two and a half pitchers that Mo's been talking about is it's kind of like two pitchers you know are going to be there, um, that are really good, and then the half pitcher is a flyer, like mm-hmm. a flyer that you can pair with Zach Thompson, whatever. Like Brandon Woodruff could be that half pitcher where it's like you know we get him in, and if he's back in August, like for the playoff run, that's crazy. But yeah. if he's not, we like Zach Thompson. Right. You know, so that's, that's or you've made a trade at the deadline, or you've made a trade at the deadline. Right, exactly. Yeah. Or you acquire him and you go get another like Luis Severino. I don't know, but the one the other guy we the other guy we didn't talk about when we talked about the non tenders and the DFAs was Wilkin Rodriguez. Were you a little surprised that they DFA'd Wilkin Rodriguez, or were you or were you not? Do you think that just the health issues was the greatest thing there, or what? What were your thoughts there? Yeah, he's thirty four. You took a chance on him last year and he didn't throw an inning for you. Like you know. I don't know the upside there. I don't know when he when he's going to be 35 and still having done, you know, no offense to him, but really nothing in the big leagues. Like the odds of him being a great reliever for you are just going down by the year. And like, I think they took a flyer on him. It didn't pan out and they just decided to move on, which I'm okay yeah. with. Like do more Same. of that Cardinals Same. take flyers on guys. And if it doesn't work, move on quicker. Like, like take a flyer on another reliever. And if he's great, great. If he's bad, move on. Drew Verhagen, like he was bad. You should have moved on earlier. Like be willing to yeah. do that. Yeah. Is Verhagen back for another year, or is he? No, is he, he's a free agent. Okay, I couldn't remember if there was a two or a three year deal. I was really hoping that you were going to say no there. Um, okay, one guy we talked a little bit about it with Kyle because, but not a lot. What What's your interest level on a guy like Marcus Stroman? High, very high. Okay, um, and it's not be, and I, I and I get the the aspect of he shared some tweets that you know are in very poor taste. I'm not going to get into it, but similar to the Kyrie Irving situation, just in some aspects. Um, and I get that. And if you're of the idea that you don't want him because of that, fair. I understand. And I'm not even saying that we should want him. But I'm saying if you're a pitcher that's good, my interest in you is pretty high for the Cardinals. Okay. Like, and see what that's all about. Like, go talk to him and bring that up. Bring up the tweets he shared. Bring up all of it and say, what was this about? And find out for yourself if you're comfortable moving forward. But I think they should have a conversation with him. Do you do you put Trevor Bauer in that same No. Book? Okay. I just want you to clarify that statement. Because people were going to probably say, "Well, I'm just letting you know how yeah, the human brain and Twitter works." Such a different. That's like a like Marcus Stroman is still like he's his name's not ruined in baseball. Like he's not agreed. When you see Marcus Stroman highlights, you don't see thousands of tweets about how horrible of a human he is. When you look at Trevor Bauer, like that to me is just bad business. Like bad business. Also on a flyer, like Trevor Bauer is not young. Um, he he's not guaranteed he's going to come back and be the pitcher he was when he was using. Sticky stuff, which, by the way, he was. 
Like, so there's a lot of questions just on the field with him and that doesn't even match the off the field look it would give your team. So I'm not even, I'm not even going to say that. I just, I, I figured give you a side to clarify that because I knew where that was going to go next. Like I just, yeah, knew that was they're very go. different situations to me. Agreed. But, um, anything else that we need to hit on here? Cause I, I mean, I don't think we spent enough started. time on Dakota Hudson. Okay. Do then let's do that. Go. Tender, because That's your I guy. Think, I've said this. <laughs> he's a very nice guy. I've met him a few times. Very I'm nice sure. guy. Guaranteed. But, um, Mississippi me, State, right? I've, or Texas A&M? One of the two. I don't, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. But there for it is. Me, That's your guy. For me, Dakota Hudson represented everything. I've said this multiple times. Everything the Cardinals needed to get the hell away from. They need to get away from lucky pitchers that walk guys, that don't have any strikeout punch, that have very limited amount of talent, if we're being honest. Like Dakota Hudson has a nasty sinker, but he can't locate it, and he doesn't know, and he doesn't throw it as hard as he used to. Um, to for, the, for me – and the conversation I had with someone on Twitter was the amount of innings they would have to have to have thrown him to get $4 million of value. If they threw him that amount of innings, that means you failed the offseason anyway. Mm-hmm. So get rid of him because you don't want to get $4 million worth of value out of him. So I feel like that that in Woodford was surprising to me way more than Hudson because I didn't think Woodford was an option to get non-tender just because he was only making a million dollars. But they're fully moving away from that style of pitching, it looks like, and thank God. Which, by the way, is why Cal Control makes no sense, and why they weren't even interested. I bet. Correct. So, so let's just go ahead and get that out there. Um, Mississippi State, by the way, I was correct. I just wanted to get that out there. I thought that's where it was. Um, yeah, give on. me your interest level on Lance Lynn. Zero percent, maybe Thank negative. You. What about Michael Walker? Zero percent. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to get those out. I was really hoping. The only reason I say that is because I think Michael Walker is going to be too expensive for what he's going to bring you. Yeah. I just think it's time to move on. I just wish that's the thing that for me that drives me sometimes crazy about a certain group of Cardinal fans is if they played for us, we want to reunite them all the time, mm-hmm. even though we never won anything with Lance Lynn or Michael Walker. And like, we also no, wanted, we also really all wanted Michael Walker gone before he left. Right. And that's no shot at either of them. I love both. You, you know. I was the Lance Lynn guy when everyone yeah. else was not the Lance Lynn guy. I've been a Lance Lynn guy my entire I life. I love Lance He's been in the major leagues. Like, I love that man. It's just time to move on. I think what Michael Walker did last year was incredible for San Diego. He only He's only going to give you 100 to 120 innings. That's what he does. He's probably going to get hurt. He's probably mm-hmm. going to go five innings. Every once in a while, he's going to go six. because He did have 12 quality starts. But, but, it's t- it like when he doesn't go six, the drain on your bullpen can be, and, and I, I was right. He hit it last week. Not a lot of guys are going six anymore. I understand that. I just feel like Michael Walker, it's time for him to go somewhere else and not yeah. have to be reunited because we had him once. That's no. all I'm saying. And if he's your third, and if, and if say, let's, let's say you go get Yamamoto and then you get a Montgomery level guy. So whether that's him, well, maybe it's Eduardo Rodriguez. I don't know. But if you get a clear top two, and then you bring in Michael Walker. I'm not going to be angry about it. However, I just think, like you said to me last time when I floated something like that, they're not going to spend seventy million dollars a year. It wouldn't be that because he's going to make fifteen. I'm just saying, like if that were to be in the price range eventually, and they were able to make all of that work financially, then you'd okay. be fine with it. Okay. But my but my view of this is similar to like if Giolito would be your third because I think Giolito would almost have to be your second acquisition, second best, because I think they're going to make too much for that to be your third best pitcher. You get, I just do. You don't see a world where it could be Yamamoto, Gray, and Giolito. No, I what I said. Th- what I, the world I could see is it being Yamamoto, Giolito, and Alec Manoa. That's what I could okay. see. Okay. Well, you already know where I stand on that. I'm all in. Like Alec Manoa is getting traded, and the Cardinals. There's no reason for him not to be one of the half pitcher the Cardinals go after. I, agree. I think he's a perfect candidate for that. I agree. That so they can let, put him it's funny to me. Zach Thompson. 
reading Twitter because I love to read Twitter just and laugh. Now that's how I've taken it. I I used to take it way too seriously. No way, cannot take it seriously anymore. Um, for some of it, some of it I love. Obviously, the people that I really value their opinions, I love it. But it is funny to me the freakout factor of Aaron Nola leaving as if there's now no one left and we're going to be stuck with Seth Lugo. That's what everybody seems to, yeah. to feel. That one makes me laugh. Don't By the way, the- wouldn't be mad if Seth Lugo was another guy that you took a flyer on, but I, I'm not, I'm I not like saying Seth that Lugo. as your top two. I'm just saying I wouldn't be mad about that. Seth Lugo gives people valuable innings every year. I'm and just saying I don't, see that. I don't see that happening. Correct. Yes. So, um, and has yeah, a history out there. Successful. Yeah, it's interesting. And I get it. I get the immediate thing because my first tweet was, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. That's I saw all it. I said. But the reason I said that is because your your options to get top tier pitching are so limited. Correct. They're so like legitimately like number one over well, number one caliber pitchers. I love Monty. I really, really like Sonny Gray. I don't think they're that level. I know Sonny Gray was great this year. I still don't think he's a number one. And I don't think he's gonna I at least I don't think he projects as that going forward. Um, so your options are now <laughs> sign Yamamoto or trade for Dylan Cease if you want the number one. Like if you want the A plus offseason, right? Where you got the number one, you got the number two, and you got the five, right? That's an A plus offseason. You get all those things. I don't think they're the options. If Yamamoto's gone, your options to get a number one are like gone. Okay, so let me ask you this two. then. Saying that, would you rather a game that I absolutely hate to play because I can never make a decision? You know that. Like I, someone else has to make a decision for me. However, would you rather if the Cardinals, let's say that Yamamoto ends up in New York or Boston or LA or what, I don't think it's going to be New York, but I could be wrong. I'm wrong all the time. Um, but if he does, right, and he's not here, would you rather the Cardinals sign Gray, Monty, and a third guy, like whoever that is, like a third flyer, would you be right. happier with that? Or would you want them to sign Gray and then give up one of their lineup bats? We're talking Donovan or Gorman probably for Dylan Cease yeah. and then a third swing guy. I think that that's, I mean, so that's to me, just looking at it from the 336,000 feet up, not 300, 36,000 feet up, I'd rather go sign Gray and Monty and get a third swing guy than give up a Gorman or, an, or a Donovan for a Dylan Cease and then a Gray. Like that, that's So which would you rather do? I'm always on favor, favor of the billionaire spending money and not trading my favorite players. Yes. Um, but here's what I do think. I wonder if we're overvaluing what Dylan Cease is going to command in the trade market. We and here's be- why I say that. He has two years left, which is a lot. Like that, you're going to pay a lot for two years of Dylan Cease at a reasonable price. He's going to make eight million next year. Um, but the Dodgers are in on Dylan Cease right now. That's the, the new report that they're trying to trade for him. Mm-hmm. They're not trading James Outman for him. No, they're not. James Outman is the equivalent of a Nolan Gorman. Uh, they're not trading those Gavin guys are Lux better. for him either. Nolan Gorman's better than James Outman. Like right. they're I not think trading Gavin Donovan Lux is better either. than him. So, so when they do that, now that being said. The thing that Dodgers had the Cardinals don't have is a lot of really, really talented young pitchers at the AAA mm-hmm. level that can they can be in honestly be in the White Sox rotation on day one. Cardinals don't have that necessarily, but I almost wonder if a, a package around to JC or Scott or both w- could get it done. You know, like I think there are ways to get talented pitching that doesn't result in Donovan, Nuclear, Gorman being gone because I think a lot of people kind of pigeonhole themselves into thinking those are what it's going to cost. And there are some teams that would prefer to get minor leaders. We saw that with um, with the Nationals when they traded Juan Soto. They were rebuilding. They didn't want major league guys that had service time. They wanted, you know, they wanted the young guys that, you know, like James Woods and Robert Hassel. That's who they wanted. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. I don't know, but I would rather not trade any of those guys because the, we have a billionaire that has a $60 million budget or yes. even more if he wants to push it a little bit to spend, spend it. 
I agree. I mean, you and I have been saying this forever. You know, this is the longest we've gone on a podcast for a long time without talking about Tyler Glass now. That guy is still out there. Like, that is still an option. And we didn't, we haven't been addressing that. We've, we've, maybe it's because we've addressed it probably ad nauseum. However, like, I still think that's another op. Like, I, I just think that, I think I kind of just want to tell fans to calm down a little bit. Nola going back to Philly was not the worst thing of all time. Also, you know, we all knew it was a likely scenario. Do you know what I think would have been worse is if Nola went to the Cubs or if Nola went to the Braves and said, right. no, then, then we know we didn't outbid another team. Does that make sense? Like, I think that would have been worse for Cardinal fans. Do you, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I also think just let it play out. Like, you yeah, have no idea. That's all we can do. Like, they go we get Yamamoto. It until in two... It's over. You can't right, do it. Get you can't two... They get Yamamoto in two days. Are you going right. to still be bitching about Aaron Nola? Like, yeah. let it play out. We'll see what happens. I don't, I am honestly, I don't know if they're going to make a move until December. So calm down. Like, this off, it's like we forget every year for some reason that the offseason is monotonous, <laughs> purposefully I monotonous. I know. Because the it's Bud so Seelig wanted it to be this way because he wanted people to talk about baseball all year long. That's yep. why it's like this. So calm down. We got Nolan Arenado in February in 2021. It's not everything's going to happen right now. There's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of stuff left to happen. There's a you lot of pitches out there. in February. No, 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 no. I'm saying there's <laughs> trades and stuff that could happen later on. And I know. also, like, I know. if you're the Cardinals, there's no benefit right now to just jumping on Sonny Gray because fans want you to sign someone and overpaying him like crazy. That is – you just hit it on the head, by the way, before we get out of here because I know we need to get going because we are heading to a Po'boy Festival. Yes, those do exist down here because there's a festival for everything down here. However, um, I think that that's the thing. I hope that the Cardinals don't react to the fan outcry. I don't believe that they will. But we have seen that in the past where organizations have. That is my one hope where they don't like there's no need to panic if you're Mo and the boys. There just isn't. And I don't don't think they are like you listen to Mo earlier and from listening to what I heard, like it just sounds like they honestly, this is not this is much ado about nothing for the Cardinals because they I think they knew Nola was going back to Philly all along. Yeah, I think they have. Here's the thing about the Cardinals. And here's what I here's one of the things I really like about their front office. Like they do a lot of things very well. One of the things they do very well is they keep their cards close to their chest always. Mm -hmm. You like the fact that Aaron Nola, I think the media was saying we were in on Aaron Nola. Maybe we weren't. Like it sounds like we weren't really right. in on Aaron Nola all that much. Like I think they they target their guys and they don't like when that gets out. They don't also, like that because it just creates a stir for nothing. Is it keeping your cards close to the chest or close to your vest? Have I, I been have saying it? Huh? It's vest. Why did you say chest? Because I'm not wearing a vest. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I'd been saying it wrong for but years. But why was it be vest? Chess makes more vest, sense. By the way, shout out to my guy, D-Pay. Glad I'm talking. Greatest misquote lyric of all time, our word or phrase. D and I are playing Madden in our old basement, and he's he's tackling me on the, my quarterback, and he's yelling, he's in the grass. He's in the grass. I said, what are you talking about? He's like, he's in the grass. I said, do you mean in the grass? He's like, no, in the grass. Like, he's on the grass. Like, he's down. <laughs> my favorite of all time. My favorite of all time. There is another one that D had. My This is probably my favorite human of all time. But he also thought that uh, Smooth Criminal was Eddie, are you okay? Instead of Annie, are you okay? Because he thought it was about okay, Eddie Murphy. Eddie. I absolutely love, <laughs> love that man. Shout out, brother. I hope things are well. Those are my two of my favorite stories of all time. I have 4,000 of those. So bring them. If you need to bring them, let's go. But I really did think I was staying close to the vest wrong my entire life. It should be that. chest. Hold it on your chest. It does. It does. Like I've never probably worn a vest in my life. So except my wedding, I don't think that counts. 
No, it doesn't. All right, you ready okay. to get out of here? I don't have anything Yeah, else. let's go. I'm ready to go get uh, one of those po'boys. Also, I did want to say if something happens, because, like, you know, normally guys like Nola signing, it can start a stir and things can start happening quickly. Mm-hmm. We're going to try if we're not in the movie theater or doing whatever, when breaking news happens to get the podcast out as quickly as we can. Correct. So we will try. Um, And let me say anything else you need to say before we get us out of here? No. Um, last thing I would like to say to everybody, once again, thank you so much for either listening or viewing or both. Um, we greatly appreciate you. We hope all of you have an amazing and safe Thanksgiving, one of our favorite days in in, in our family. If you do not live in America, thank you again for tuning in. We know that we have a, a – and I love looking at the numbers – a decent interaction. Uh, I hope you have a great Thursday. Like I hope you have a great Thursday. Um, we will be eating a lot of turkey. We're going out to the racetrack. We're going to have a great Thursday. But I hope everybody has an awesome, safe uh, Thanksgiving. Thank you all again. Have an amazing day. We'll talk to you soon. Go Cards.